I'll bow to, to the right and bow to the left. There will now be an opportunity for silent prayer and meditation. Thank you very much. Honorable members, we meet, as we all know, under difficult circumstances. When the country, our country, and the world is faced with the battle of the virus, that, as we know very well, respects no boundaries. A brief look at the statistics reveal the following. In May, on the 23rd of May 2020, confirmed cases globally stood at 5.1 million. In Africa, there were 100,000 100, confirmed cases. And in South Africa, the figures then stood at 20,125. The recovery then was 10, over 10,000, and the deaths stood at 397. Today, on the 2nd of of June, the confirmed cases are over 6 million globally and over 35,812 as we speak today. In this context, we must salute our health workers who continue to be on the front line in the gallant battle against this invisible enemy and our security forces are working tirelessly to ensure observance of measures to contain the spread of coronavirus. We have, however, in the process lost lives of our people to this virus. I therefore take this opportunity to request all of us to bow our heads and observe a moment of silence in memory of all those who lost their lives as a result of COVID-19 pandemic. Let's please bow our heads.
Thank you very much. Honorable members, I've been informed that there will be no notices or, or motions without, without notice. Honorable members, before we proceed, please note that the virtual sitting constitutes a sitting of the National Council of Provinces and the place of sitting is deemed to be Cape Town, where the seat of the NCOP is. In addition to the rules of visual sittings, the rules of the National Council of Provinces include the rules of the, including the, 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 the rules of debate apply. Delegates enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in a sitting of the National Council of Provinces. For the purpose of the, of the quorum, all delegates who locked in shall be considered to be present. For the duration of the, city, of the sittings, delegates must mute their microphones unless if they wish to speak. Any delegate who wishes to speak should use the raise your hand function. Delegates must keep their videos on. Voting will take place verbally. A delegate who casts a vote must identify herself or himself by name, as well as the provinces he or she represents. All votes shall be recorded, shall be recorded accordingly. Honorable members, we will now proceed to the first part of the order paper. Consideration of the Division of Revenue Bill, B3 2020, and report of the Select Committee on Appropriation thereof. I now call on and call upon Honorable Masangu, the chairperson of the Select Committee on Appropriations, to present the report. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members, Special Delegate present and fellow South Africans. It is my honor and privilege to table before this house this report on behalf of the Select Committee on Appropriations. The committee adopted the Division of Revenue Bill B3 2020 without amendments. Honorable Chair, as you are aware, on the 18th of March 2020, the bill was passed by the National Assembly and referred to the NCOP Committee for consideration and report as per section nine, subsection two of the Monetary Bills Act. On the 22nd, April, 2020, the committee was briefed by the National Treasury. Owing to the COVID-19 pandemic, the committee decided that all provincial portfolio committees on finance or treasury 
should be part of the meeting. The committee was empowered by the presentations from the PBO, FFC, and SALGA. Honorable Chair and members, the committee has a responsibility to facilitate public participation when processing the bill. To this end, this report has been enriched by the submissions by various individuals and organizations. The committee considered the submitted provincial uh, negotiating, negotiating mandates on the 21st and 27th May 2020 in fulfillment of sub section 214, subsection 2 of the Constitution of the Republic that enjoins their comprehensive participation by provinces. Today, the 2nd of June, marks day 68 since the president of our country declared a national lockdown in terms of the Disaster Management Act in order to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. Under normal circumstances, honorable members, we will be looking forward to our national activities of celebrating Youth Month and commemorating the 44th anniversary of June 16. We have just emerged from celebrating Africa Month, Workers Month, 57th and 57th anniversary of the founding of the OAU. We appreciate the leadership, honorable members, through you, Chairperson, provided by the president and the executive during this time. Our country has vastly diverse opinion, racialized and gendered poverty, unemployed and inequality. However, more than ever, we need unity and caring for the poor, the aged, and the most vulnerable in our society. Our nation is founded on the values of Ubuntu, as articulated in Chapter 2 of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa. Government, through the Division of Revenue Bill, strives to achieve social and economic justice. The Constitution demands that this bill should determine the equitable division of revenue between national, provincial, and local government. The economic growth in our country has been slow, even before the COVID-19 crisis. We all are aware of that. In this report, Honorable Chairperson, the committee highlights that the 2020 national budget allocation of 1.77 trillion rands, which is an increase of 83.7 billion rands or 5% in terms of percentages. From the 2019-20 adjusted allocation of 1.66 trillion rands, the budget is expected to increase to 1.94 trillion rands over the 2021 financial year MTF period at an average rate of 4.98%. Of the overall allocation, the national government received 1.2 trillion rands in 2020-21 financial year, which is an increase of 44 billion rands or 4% from the 2019-2020 adjusted allocation. The provinces received 538.5 billion rands and local government 74.7 billion rents in 2020-21 financial year. The March talked about 160.1 billion rents reduction of the public service wage bill will be implemented in the 2020-21 adjusted budget 
and listen, once agreed in the public service coordinating bargaining council, that will be determined by the PSCBC. Honorable members, through you, Chairperson, the committee in notes which concern the service delivery uh, or Im implications of the reduction of the pro provincial equitable share allocation amounting to 7.3 billion rands and the reduction to the direct conditional grants to provinces amounting to 13.3 billion rands. The committee welcomes the prioritization of funds, including increasing the per child subsidy for early childhood development service over the next three financial years, addressing shortfalls in the funding of community outreach services in the health sector, supporting the the continued rollout of the free sanitary products to learners from low-income households and re repairing wastewater treatment infrastructure in the Vile River system as a uh, response to the previous committee's re uh, recommendation. The committee also welcomes the several disaster provisions in the 2019 Division of Revenue Act uh, have already been activated to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. Honorable Chairperson, knowing the importance of education in addressing the challenges of unemployment, inequality and poverty, and education infrastructure backlogs, particularly in schools, the National Treasury should review the baseline re reduction of the education infrastructure grant and the school infrastructure back, uh, Backlog grant in the MTF period. The committee is also concerned about the baseline reduction in the provincial roads maintenance grant in the light of the accidents in our roads due to poor road maintenance. We are, however, Chairperson, encouraged by the reinforced 544 million rands within the Human Settlement Development Grant to upgrade the human settlement in mining towns in six provinces. With regard to the suspension of the Public Transport Network Grant for Buffalo City, Bombelam, Sunduzi, the committee believes that the Minister of Finance, together with the Minister of Cocta and the Minister of Transport, relevant provincial treasuries and SALGA, should take drastic measures to ensure that adequate support and capacity development interventions are implemented in these municipalities, as set above. The committee will continue to monitor progress in this regard. This committee uh, noted the views that the local government equitable share of 9% of the nationally raised revenue is not cost-reflective. While the sphere is responsible for 46% of constitutional functions, the committee is uh, of the view that scientific evidence must inform the review of I'm sure the uh, team. Uh, 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 Advocate Pindela there uh, will uh, do its best to assist uh, to reconnect to Honorable Matla.
we back? And if so, let's get back to Parul Masangu. Honorable Chaperson? Yeah. Yes, uh, thank you very much for your back. Uh, uh, why don't you proceed? Please proceed. Pardon? Please proceed. Thank you, Chaperson. Must I start afresh? Uh, more or less where you left off. Yes. I don't remember, Chaperson. Um, hey, okay. I'm okay. shocking. Look down the paragraphs. I'm sure you're part of five or six. Okay, thank you, Chairperson. Pardon? Uh, Chairperson, thank you very much for, for the opportunity and my apologies for the disconnection. The committee uh, findings and observations are as follows uh, in the report. The committee notes with concern the service delivery implications of the reduction in the provincial equitable share allocation amounting to 7.3 billion rands and the reduction to, to the direct conditional grants of provinces amounting to 13.3 billion rands. The committee welcomes the reprioritization of fines, including increasing the pre-child subsidy for early childhood development services over the next three financial years, addressing shortfalls in the funding of the community outreach services in the health sector, supporting the continued rollout of the sanitary products to learners from low-income households and repairing wastewater treatment infrastructure in the Valrida system as a response to the previous committee's recommendation. Honorable Chairperson, we also welcome um, that the several disaster provision in the 2019 Division of Revenue Act uh, have already been activated to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. Knowing the importance of education in addressing the challenges of unemployment, inequality and poverty, and education infrastructure. Uh, my apologies, Chairperson. Uh, infrastructure backlogs, particularly in schools. The National Treasury should review the baseline reduction of the education infrastructure grant and the school infrastructure backlog grant in the MTEF period. The committee is also concerned about the baseline reduction in the uh, provincial road maintenance grant. We are, however, encouraged by the reinforced the 544 million rands within the Human Settlement Development Grant to upgrade human settlement in mining towns in six provinces. With regards to the suspension of the Public Transport Network Grant for Buffalo City, Mbombela, and Msundisi, Msundisi, the committee believes that the Minister of Finance, together with the Minister of Culture and Minister of Transport, relevant 
provincial treasurers, treasuries and SALGA should take drastic measures to ensure that adequate support and capacity development interventions are implemented in these municipalities. The committee will continue to monitor progress in this regard. The committee notes, noted the views that the local government equitable share of 9% of the nationally raised revenue is not cost reflective. While the sphere in responsible is, is responsible for 46% of uh, constitutional functions, the committee is of the view that scientific, scientific evidence must inform the, re the, the review of the local government equitable share formula in a fair and equitable manner. Honorable Chairperson, the committee believes that the government should ensure that uh, concrete steps are taken to address challenges that have led to under-expenditure and underperformance of uh, conditional grants, such as the Maths, Science and Technology Grant and the com Comprehensive Agriculture, Agricultural Support uh, Program Grant. National government, provincial treasuries and SALGA should ensure that municipalities develop mechanisms in line with the COVID-19 interventions for the additional 20 billion rands um, allocated, proposed by government for municipalities, so as to uh, avoid wasteful and fruitless uh, expenditures. The Minister of Finance should ensure that additional allocation for drought relief for all provinces are considered during the 2020 adjustment uh, budget. In light of the fact that the Minister of, of Cota has declared, declared uh, South Africa a disaster drought area on the 26th February 2020. In conclusion, Chairperson, allow me to thank the committee members, the provincial committee members, the committee stakeholders, members of the public who made written and oral submissions to the committee, as well as the committee support staff. Without these role players, the process would not have been a success. The committee recommends that um, the House recommend to the House that the bill should be adopted without amendment. Ngato Goza, Chairperson. Ngato Goza, Honorable Sango, thank you very much. Honorable members, that is in a sense concludes the debate, but I shall now allow provinces the opportunity to make their declarations of vote in terms of section 71 if they so wish um, uh, is, is there any problem that wishes to make uh, declarations yes yes chair can is i continue so, so there's, there's, let me just note the members. There's Labuskahne. There is Mabuyane. There's Mabuyane. There is Malihuku. There's no man to. There's Then there's Northwest. There's Kumalana. Zulu Natal. There's Northern Cape. There's Northern Cape as well. 
If you put Northwest chair. Two, six, seven, no. There's Northwest, yeah. And Limpopo. Uh, let's start with Honorable uh, Lapis Cartier. Okay, I propose we I, can I do Please proceed. And we're not going to do it alphabetically like we would. Like you would. Maybe to work better. But let's yeah. start with the Lamusta. No, Chairperson, I just asked because nobody wants a declaration until I put my hand up, but I'm so used to it, it's fine. Uh, Chairperson, Honorable Chairperson, the report of the Appropriation Committee. On the Division of Revenue Bill reflects the committee's deliberations on a bill which is destined to become irrelevant almost as soon as it is approved. The reasons for this are well known and understood, and this was therefore an opportunity to deliberate more deeply on the underlying principles of the bill rather than the specifics. Several provinces raised entirely valid concerns relating to the bill, including the ballooning national debt and the need to contain this, the pressures of rapid urbanization on local and provincial governments, and the slow statistical response to population migrations, mandate creep and unfunded mandates that are thrust um, on local government, the difficulties of revenue collection, especially in a post-COVID-19 environment, issues around grant funding and its management, the massive impact of the drought experienced in several provinces, and perhaps most consistently, the failure of the current equitable share calculation method, 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 sorry. Methodology. Most consistently, the failure of the current equitable share calculation methodology. The Treasury has commented on these points, however, their position on many issues appears quite rigid. In the interest of balance, all these comments must also be interrogated through the lens of the shocking state of governance in local government. There appear, however, to be no consequences for poor governance. Treasury must find a way to incentivize good governance and reward municipalities that perform well both financially and operationally. The need for a much more comprehensive budget lehotla with Treasury and local government has been discussed and agreed upon. This must be approached in an open-minded fashion. Government's role in assuring food security is going to become a key factor in the survival of our country. Expensive food imports pass costs onto consumers. The impact of the drought and farming generally needs serious focus. The Division of Revenue proposals were already flawed. In a post-COVID-19 South Africa, revenue co collection is going to be profoundly problematic and a total rethink of the funding of government as whole, but particularly at the coal phase of delivery, will be required. The Western Cape does support this report but does not support this bill. I thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. We will, uh, uh, just to indicate that Mutrale uh, uh, from the Northwest is, is noted, so is Neo Maneng, uh, but um, uh, I'll, I'll call you as, as, as I move on.
The next speaker is uh, a premium Abuyani, who has been leading from the front line. And we're really grateful for that. Please proceed. Honorable Chairperson, members of the NCOP and special delegates from all the provinces, as the province of the Eastern Cape, we support the Division of Revenue Bill as it has been done in the fulfillment of the Section 214 of our Constitution. We further appreciate and applaud the extensive consultation that has, been, that has taken place between national, provincial, and local governments here organized labor, as well as the work of the Financial and Fiscal Commission, and the recommendation they have made on the division of the revenue. Uh, we note the FFC recommendation and the response given by the government. However, we are concerned that the issues of our province uh, that we've been raising with respect to the social infrastructure backlog are still not addressed. We do, however, believe that this can be addressed through the current review of the of provincial share formula, which is, uh, which is in addition to the point highlighted above, uh, should uh, take into context the cost of service delivery, especially in the rural areas, which have higher cost of service delivery due to vastness of the, of the areas covered. We therefore, Reiterate the Chairperson the call for the establishment of more rural bias conditional grants that are targeted for economic development in the rural hinterland. We have also raised our concern that the existing funding model of the provincial roads maintenance grants does not take into account the reality of rural provinces such as Eastern Cape, which have historical under expenditure and under investment, uh, leading to under the development by the apartheid regime as the allocation for maintenance is based on the surface roads, of which the province has only about 10% of surface roads, with the rest being unsurfaced. This means that the province is, is uh, funded at a lower rate, a problem which needs to be urgently addressed. Uh, lastly, Honorable Chairperson, as the Eastern Cape, we request that Chairman to review its decision to suspend the Buffalo City Metropolitan Municipality from the public transport network grant, rather the department should develop measures to capacitate the municipality with the respect to the grant. We commit that the SNK provincial government will provide the necessary support for this to be done. Suspension of the BCM from the grant will ultimately have adverse consequences on struggling communities in the metro, as it is the rural metro. That are, that are already suffering from what the national treasury has itself has, with a significantly high unemployment rate and about 123,000 people who are not economically affected, 35,000 discouraged work seekers, and reliance on the transport network decision will be implemented at a time where there is a global fight against this novel coronavirus and the national strides to mitigate the impact of national lockdown, which amongst them include uh, the improvement of public transport uh, network. Honorable Chair, President, despite the issues that we have highlighted above, we believe that the bill will provide an important legal framework for our province to continue carrying out its mandate uh, and building the Eastern Cape we want. 
As mentioned earlier, uh, Honorable Chair, the Eastern Cape supports the division of revenue bill. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Mabuyani. From Gauteng. Thank you, Chairperson. On behalf of Gauteng, on behalf of Gauteng Provincial Government, I take this opportunity to welcome and express our full support of the 2020 Division of Revenue Bill that was tabled in Parliament by Finance Minister Tito Mboweni in February this year. This year, our view is that the bill responds strategically to the broader context of the current fiscal environment, which is characterized by stagnant economy, dwindling revenue streams, and increasing demand of service delivery from our people. As a result of this fiscal pressure, the National Treasury revised the 2020 MTF fiscal framework and implemented budget cuts across all allocations to different spheres of government. As Gauteng, we have adopted Growing Gauteng Together 2030 plan to grow the economy and create jobs. This plan is aligned to the National Development Plan 2020 and its key priorities, as, as, which are as follows. The first one is economy, jobs and infrastructure. The second one is education, skills and healthcare. The third one is sustainable human settlement, new cities and land release. The fourth one is safety, social cohesion and food security. The fifth one is sustainable future for all. The, the sixth one, seventh one is building a capable ethical and developmental state. The last one is building a better Africa and a better world. In line with the spirit of national budget that in these challenging economic times, we must do more with less. We therefore took tough decisions when we structured our 2020-2021 housing budget. We funded the priorities of the sixth administration as outlined in the GGT 2030 plan, which is how growing housing together, that was, implement, that was a, implemented baseline reductions and reprioritization, while minimally impacting our service delivery and directed funding to high growth sectors to stimulate the economy and create jobs. After the declaration of the national state of the disaster by the President Cyril Ramaphosa, and on advice by the National Treasury, we are working with departments to repurpose conditional grants to support efforts in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. In our province, we believe that we must repurpose aspects of the following grants. The National School Nutritional Program, Educational Infrastructure Grant, Public Transport Operations Grant, Health Facility Revitalization Grant, HIV, TB, Malaria, Community Outreach Grant, National Tertiary Services Grant and Early Childhood Development Grant and redirect these funds to COVID-19 related support within the respective sectors. I thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Honorable Norman will then be followed by Northwest. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Let me appreciate uh, and honorable members, good afternoon. Let me appreciate uh, this opportunity for one to participate on this sitting. And as the Northwest, on, on, on behalf of the provincial government, as the Northwest would wish also to support 
the report as well as uh, the, the tabling of the division revenue bill. One must welcome all the comments that's made by the chair. However, honorable chair, we want as a Northwest to put on record that the equitable share formula remains to be a challenge in our province in making sure that we are able to provide services to our people. That is however important that from time to time in the NCOP we need to continue to reflect on the equitable share, the provision of equitable share, especially for our rural, rural provinces like uh, Northwest. Coupled with that, Honorable Chair, one would want also to raise sharply the challenges that are confronting the Northwest, especially on water and sanitation challenges. It remains a daunting challenge within our province. We continue to be confronted by dissatisfaction from our communities as a result of, uh, of, of water and sanitation challenges. Inclusive of that, in, during our period of COVID-19, in response to COVID-19, Honorable Chair, I must indicate that uh, the water, and cha water challenges in our province, especially in the rural areas within the Northwest, remains an area of concern whereby our communities raise them sharply in terms of how would they be, be able to comply with the rules of reg and regulations in line with the COVID-19 uh, and, and regulations. As a result of that, Honorable Chair, I must also indicate and put on record within the NCOP that as we respond to COVID-19 as the Northwest province, we've of course been supported by the Water and Sanitation Department by providing a number of trucks within our province. But with the budget challenges and budget cuts uh, in where we need to realign and repurpose our budget and reprioritize, it has become very difficult for us to continue to reflect in, in response to the priorities of the province in the sixth administration, whereby in response to the budget cuts and reprioritizing of the budget and repurposing of the grant, we as a Northwest province, we have to contribute the 2.1 billion to the 30 billion in, in terms of what is required by the National Command Council. And in response to that, we have engaged with various departments with budget cuts, which I must say that it's a deep cut. It has, it has serious implications for the Northwest to be able to respond to issues of challenges within our province. As we all know, Honorable Chair, Northwest is a, it's a rural province. We have far-flung areas where we are having challenges of, uh, of even of groundwater. So Northwest remain uh, one of the provinces that as and when we do all these budget cuts, we are weakened in responding to our priorities in the province, whereby water and sanitation is a priority as well as the and, uh, rural, rural roads. Honorable Chair and Honorable Members, I would also wish to, 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 to record uh, that as a province, we are also worried about the, in terms of the equitable share of the rural, in the rural, of our rural municipalities, whereby we are unable to respond to, to the de delivery of services to our people. Issues of ailing municipalities, municipalities that are not self-reliant in terms of finance, in terms of collecting revenue. We are now, we've done a, an assessment as a province, and I must share with you that in terms of the assessment, we have now observed the observation as a provincial treasury, which we have actually even discussed at Budget Council, that interventions in line with the MFMA to support municipalities in line with the financial recovery plan become sacrosanct and important. We therefore would wish that in going forward, we need to prioritize that as a as a, as, a, as, 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 as provinces. And as the Northwest, we will support, we support the tabling of the, of the budget, we support the report as tabled by the Chair, and we would vote that, uh, that, that the report must go through. I thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Mutlalepule. 
Just to remind members that uh, the declaration time slot uh, should not exceed in terms of a phone contribution more than three minutes. So it's a plea. Thank you very much, Chairperson, and greeting to yourself and also to the Deputy Chairperson of NCOP, the permanent and non-permanent members of the NCOP. Chairperson, on behalf of the Mpumalanga province, we welcome and we would like to express our full support for the Division of Revenue Bill. We are of a firm belief that the bill gives expression to our commitment to bring sustainable development to all our communities whilst addressing the triple challenges of poverty, inequality, and unemployment. Upon we request the, the, the table and the team uh, just to make sure that this this this, this problem is sorted. Uh, please do your best there to get uh, the Pumalanga uh, speaker uh, back. Uh, it's premier, not speaker. Uh, premier. Uh, I, I, I didn't mean the position. I meant. The person is speaking, but it's the premier, yes, I agree. So let's try and get the premier back. Promulgation, the bill will... Please assist. Chairperson, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now, but we're cut okay. off a bit. Yes. Now, Chairperson, I was saying that on behalf of the province of Mpumalanga, we want to welcome and express our full support for the Division of Revenue Bill. We are of the firm belief that this bill will give expression to our commitment to bring sustainable development to all our communities whilst addressing the triple challenges of poverty, inequality, and unemployment. Upon its promulgation, the bill will also allow us to continue to invest resources in key projects that will serve as catalysts to the stimulation of the provincial economy through the apportionment of the resources as a result of the Division of Revenue Bill. We shall allocate 35 million towards the operationalization of the Ngomazi SEZ, as well as 357 million towards the construction of the Mpumalanga International Fresh Produce Market. Both these projects will create considerable and sustainable employment opportunities in both the upstream and downstream sectors of the value chain. We shall further apportion 5 billion towards infrastructural investment, which is a prerequisite towards the stimulation of the provincial economy, especially when one considers the effects of COVID-19 pandemic on economies across the world. Chairperson, 
as we commemorate Youth Month, we as the Mpumalanga Provincial Government have put in place measures to develop SMMEs and cooperatives owned by young people through the apportionment of 50 million towards the Mpumalanga Youth Fund. This is consistent with the ethos of the Division of Revenue Bill, which gives expression to the commitment undertaken by the ANC-led government to put its measures in place to expedite the economic advancement of youth-owned enterprises. Honorable Chair, with these few words, allow me to join the people of Mpumalanga and all stakeholders in our province in welcoming the Division of Revenue Bill as a decisive expression of our will to work tirelessly to improve the lives of the people of Mpumalanga. Stogos, the chairperson. The next uh, uh, person to speak is from KZN. Kalbongwe. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson, for allowing us as well to speak on this important discussion. would want to indicate that we are in full support of this Division of Revenue Bill of 2020, as it was articulated by the Chairperson of your own Portfolio Committee that side want to indicate that the Portfolio Committee on Financing was Natal scrutinized the bill and even engaged with the National Treasury and other stakeholders, including our municipalities, as well as the academics of all universities of our own province. We requested them to make submissions, which we didn't receive, but they were part of the engagement when we were passing the bill. The reasons for supporting the bill are as follows. One, KwaZulu-Natal has been dealing with the budget cuts for eight consecutive years, as you know, that we experienced the cuts of uh, census 2011, but the service delivery has always been protected in, in terms of that. What we were able to do in the past eight years was to cut the frills in order to ensure that service delivery for our own people is delivered on the ground. We have been covered by other rural provinces around issues of concern. There is no point for us to mention that particular area. So we want also to indicate that we welcome the allocation of 22 billion rand for the conditional grants, as you also know, that we are one of the provinces that are spending the conditional grants in line with the demands of the National Treasury. So we want also to indicate that we are very much concerned about the exclusion of Msunduzi municipality in terms of the road infrastructure grant, but we have to take a decision to indicate that if there are challenges down there in Msunduzi, we as the Finance Portfolio Committee of Wazul Natal would have to work with our counterparts so that they rejoin other municipalities that are enjoying that grant. Without wasting your time, Honorable Chairperson, would want to indicate that we are ready as Wazul Natal to support 
the amendments that might be effected in terms of this bill as per the demands of COVID-19, because we are convinced that COVID-19 has to be defeated using all the resources that you have. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Paul and Thank you, thank you, Honorable Chair, Deputy Chair of National Council of Provinces, Honorable Members, uh, Special Delegates. The Northern Cape wants to commence by declaring that they, it supports the Division of Revenue Bill. It fully supports it. Uh, we want to say as the province, we wish to express our confidence in the national government for its response to the COVID-19 pandemic. We further want to wish, further wish to thank our frontline workers and all those organizations in leading from the front to fight this pandemic. Our hearts goes out to the victims and casualties of the hidden enemy. As, the, as, as a country, we find ourselves in an unevable position in our quest to deliver services to the masses. This pandemic wreaked havoc in the economy and responding to it extraordinary measures, one of which required the reprioritization of the budget. And for sure, Honorable Chair, that, that will impact all provinces. The Division of Revenue Bill B3 2020, in line with the Section 214, Subsection 1 of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa, requires that the bill determines the equitable division of nationally raised revenue between national provinces and municipalities. For our province, Chair, we want to also join, in say, in join other provinces in saying that the current formula in determining the equitable share is a, is a contentious issue. The delivery of services to far-flung pockets of human settlement remains a challenge in the Northern Cape. The Financial and Fiscal Commission with National Authority should speed up the process of reviewing the current formula. As a rural province, we have adopted what we, uh, as, as, our, as, as, as our vision in, as the province, we have adopted a modern, growing, and successful trajectory and we will continue to do more with less. Honorable Chair, we are happy with the consultative processes in determining the equitable share. And we want to also emphasize that the, as the province, uh, we call all stakeholders, our leaders nationally that the, this process must be because it affects the rural province negatively. In conclusion, we want to again read, uh, say that we, as the Northern Cape Province, we support the bill. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Northern Cape. Then there's uh, Charlie. Honorable Charlie, can you please take, take the platform? Before I go to Neo Mane, let's, let's start with Charlie. Malibongwe. Malibongwe. Yeah, Indo da yetu. 
Thank you. Can you hear me, Honorable Chai? Yes, I can hear you now. No, I'm saying for and on the behalf of the you know, uh, Northwest Provincial Legislature Portfolio Committee on Finance, yes, we are supporting the bill in its present form as it is. We have also taken note, Chair, that no matter uh, what we say or the concerns of the communities, the challenge that we have on and around issues of finances and funding is the funding model. But who is at the center of this challenge? It is a financial and fiscal commission, which of course is responsible for amongst others to deal with issues of DORA and determine the particular model on how the institutions of the state are funded. and. The present form in its shape makes provision for a more regulatory environment and less developmental capacity. Now, we would require, Chair, that the, the NCOP might, might have to consider engaging the FFC on the need to review the model because the funding model only deals with matters of population, not matters on and around developmental backlogs, developmental gaps, modernization need. So the, the, the way it is, they are using the model called the Mal Markham Quist Productivity Assessment, which is measuring spending efficiency, and it is not necessarily looking into the impact. Now we want to deal with this matter at one point because we have had an interaction with the FFC at the level of the NWPL. Because theirs is about defining the fun functionality and it is as per audit line, not impact concern. It's not driven by view of the users or beneficiaries. Uh, it, it, it is determined on and around issues of their own key performance indicators. So we, we might have to look into the framework, especially because amongst others in the context of their mandate, it, they are supposed to provide influential advice for an equitable, efficient, and sustainable intergovernmental fiscal relations system. But they have not achieved that. They are far from that. That is why where we are even having functions devolve like the issue of the health inspection one of the very important function that we must be seeing happening and it is not happening it is devolved to the municipality but they cannot do it because even our own allocations is not necessarily responding to the devolutions of the responsibility from provincial to a local municipality so we make a submission as Northwest uh, Provincial Legislature Portfolio Committee on how we think there must be changes on the considerations of the funding model to help this matter. Uh, it is constructing the index that reflects the relative performance of a branch in four regions 
through the aggregation production function, but it is not necessarily directly responsive to the needs of the people. We support the bill in its form. Thank you. Thank you very much. So the time was up. Your time is uh, up. Let's please note that, uh, that uh, <laughs> we should have at least one declaration of the province. Uh, the mayor of Oshomo would have noted by now that. Uh, Sorry, Chairperson. Yeah. Um, I know you have been struggling to find uh, Honorable Squatty to speak on behalf of Limpopo. I'm here. I don't know whether can I be given an opportunity to speak on behalf of Limpopo. And you are? I'm Mako Mamakurupechi. I'm the member of the Portfolio Committee of no, Treasury. No, no. Yes, Mako, before, 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 before you speak, can I find out uh, where the Nero comes from? From what province do you come? Northern Northern Cape, Northern Cape, Northern Cape, Northern Cape, Northern Cape, uh, please, please. Uh, ask the uh, uh, Let's have uh, uh, Honorable Makoba speaking. Shall we ask you Indeed, as the province of Limpopo, were part of the discussion of the bill uh, during the NCOP when the bill was discussed and presented by National Treasury. Some of other provinces have raised some of the issues relating to how the allocations are done because you'll remember Limpopo is one of the rural provinces. We take note that we might not say much in this bill because it's once we pass the bill in the next uh, few months, obviously we'll be going to the budget adjustment. But the key issues that we want to indicate that while we are supporting the bill as is, but we want to continue to raise concerns that the provincial government is experiencing. That due to the infrastructure backlogs, COVID-19 exposed us in a bad way. Because on the issues relating to school infrastructure that relate to your water and sanitation, Limpopo is still behind in terms of the backlog. So we want to make an input that says, when we go to the budget uh, adjustment, we must go back to say, what are the implications of the backlogs that has been, have been there before? That for us to be able to indeed to be at the level of other provinces, issues relating to infrastructure in schools need to be taken into considerance. The other matter that as a province we're worried about is when uh, there is a uh, uh, everybody must just re re reduce uh, uh, conditional grants, especially on the roads. Limpopo is one of the provinces that has got a lot of backlog on road infrastructure. We want to recommend that on the issue of road and infrastructure, uh, Limpopo be allowed that on roads, we should not uh, allow that uh, budget cut towards uh, uh, COVID. 
And as well, I want to raise the matter relating to water services. In terms of the water infrastructure, we need a lot of support when we reconsider the budget. With those few words, we want to say we do support. Thank you. Thank you very much. Chair uh, Free State request, request to speak. <laughs> uh, Free State. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chair. No, has anyone, I'm just checking whether anyone has spoken from the Free State. No, no, no I'm not aware, Chair. No, I've spoken, Chair. No, okay. Let's let have the Free State speaking. Free State, Thank you very, last. Much, Thank you very yes. much. We welcome the opportunity. Indeed, we, we must appreciate that uh, the majority of uh, uh, issues that we are equally representing have been shared by other provinces. Uh, and, and we'll try then to, to summarize our input. Chair, our understanding is that uh, uh, DORA provides for equitable division of revenue raised nationally, uh, provincially, and in a local sphere. And our understanding as a province, our view, that indeed the allocations to provinces must reflect this philosophy. And uh, as a province, we've got strong views that uh, there must be a strategic uh, shift or a strategic shift must be arrived at in order to, to achieve the purpose for which uh, DORA has been, uh, is attempting to help us. Chair, we have embarked on an extensive public consultation process on the bill. And indeed, our people have raised concerns. I mean, various concerns were raised regarding the impact of the bill on our province. And the following represent our concerns, that's in short. We're saying as, as point number one, that withholding of conditional grants is inappropriate. Even if uh, uh, there's been transgressions in terms of the conditions of conditional grants, because our view is that it is the victim for which these things are intended, who are supposed to be uh, beneficiaries that are suffering, as opposed to uh, either municipalities or any others receiving this conditional grant. Our point, two, our point number two is that our municipalities in the province are rural municipalities and indeed are not economically viable. There's just no way that they will be because the high levels of unemployment and many, many other social challenges facing this municipality. And that's why we think that as a result of that, it is imperative that the allocation must increase if they are to, 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 to function and deliver the, the desired uh, uh, services. Point number three, Chair, we're saying that the formula for allocation, I think in joining and supporting in agreeing with other provinces, our allocation of funds must be reviewed to take into cognizance the issue of poverty index. We know that at the center of the determination of the allocation is the issue of the population, but we're saying uh, well and good. Those populations must also go deeper. The analysis must go deeper and, and also capture and integrate a uh, uh, poverty index as per the province, because we think that our province uh, is, is amongst the poorest uh, 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 in, the, in, the, in the country. And Chair, the other issue is that uh, the, the considering that there should be as, as a special purpose grant focusing on the strengthening of district services model municipalities to ensure that sustainability of Category C municipalities, where all trading functions are assigned to Category uh, 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 B municipalities. And, and the last point here is that we're arguing that our province is at the center of about three to four provinces, uh, including Lesotho, another country. And as a result, this thing puts a strain on the infrastructure as well as the, the time is up, 
Thank you very much, Chair. The Free State uh, is moving to support uh, the bill. We vote in favor of the bill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. I see there's a head up from uh, Honorable Dango. Cotton uh, has already spoken. Uh, no, Chair. Chair. Just to say this one, it's one declaration for province. I saw people raising their hands just to assist you, Chair. Oh, okay. What I want, can you please repeat that, Django? That it's only one declaration for province. Other oh, okay. okay. No, thank you very much. Long live Django. <laughs> That's the spirit. No, thank you very much. Honorable uh, members, we will now proceed to voting on the, on the question. And the question before us is that the, the bill be agreed to. Um, heads of delegation must indicate uh, whether they are voting in favor, against, or they are abstaining. Uh, we'll, we'll go uh, from province to province, starting, and, and we'll do so alphabetically, starting with the Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape, please indicate your vote. Eastern Cape? Yes. We are voting Eastern, for the bills. Uh, Eastern Cape agrees. Mm -hmm. uh, Free State? Yes. Free State agrees. Gauteng? Gauteng agrees. Agrees. Uh, was Runata? Yeah, yeah, Seka. Was Runata? Limpopo? <laughs> Limpopo supports the bill? Kumalanga <laughs> votes in favor of the bill. Favor of the bill. Northern Cape. The Northern Cape supports the bill. The bill. Northern Cape supports the bill. Northwest. Northwest supports the bill. Northwest supports the bill. Western Cape. Cape does not support the bill. Oh. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, Always. Uh, not surprised. Eight of nine. Yeah, you won't be, you don't surprise for accountability here. Out of nine provinces, eight support. Uh, uh, you don't support everything that. Uh, I therefore declare that cannot support. In terms of section 65 of the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, we support it a lot. Thank you very much. Yay! 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 members, we are now proceed to the second and third orders on the order paper. A report of Select Committee on Security and Justice on the suspension and or removal from office of Magistrate I. Maybeck, an additional magistrate in Johannesburg, and, and provisional suspension from office of Magistrate D. Naya, uh, Chief Magistrate in Pretoria, respectively. I now call upon Sheikh 
Honorable Chairperson, having considered the report tabled on the 27th of November 2019 by the Minister for Justice and Correctional Services on the suspension from Office of Ms. I. Myberg, the committee recommends that the National Council of Provinces resolves not to restore Ms. I. Myberg to office as magistrate. Honorable Chair, on the matter of Magistrate D. Nair, the Select Committee on Security and Justice, having considered the Minister's report tabled on the 25th of February 2020 and referred to the committee, informing Parliament of the provisional suspension from Office of Mr. D. Nair, the Chief Magistrate at Pretoria, pending the outcome of an investigation into his fitness to hold, the Office's Magistrate is required by Section 13, Subsection 3B of the Magistrates Act No. 90 of 1993, reports as follows. Mr. D. Nair is the Chief Magistrate, Judicial Head of Office, Pretoria, and the Head of Gauteng B. Cluster. Mr. Nair was appointed to the lower court bench on the 1st of April, 1996, and was appointed as a Senior Magistrate on the 1st of December, 1999, and Chief Magistrate heading the Gauteng Cluster at Pretoria on the 14th of November, 2006. Following, uh, after conducting a preliminary investigation and having considered the preliminary investigation report, the Magistrates Commission re resolved to charge Mr. Nair with misconduct. A charge sheet dated the 29th of November 2019 containing two counts of misconduct was served on Mr. Nair and his representative. In a letter dated the 27th of November 2019, Mr. Nair was invited to show cause why the Commission should not recommend that he be provisionally suspended from office. Mr. Nair re responded and furnished the Commission with his representations dated the 6th of December 2019. On the 12th of December 2019, having considered Mr. Nair's representations, the Commission resolved to recommend that he be provisionally suspended from office in terms of Section 13 subsection 3A of the Magistrates Act 90 of 1993. The Commission is of the view that the allegations against Mr. Nair are of such a serious nature as to make it inappropriate for him to perform the functions of a magistrate while the allegations are being investigated. On 24th of February 2020, the Minister on the advice of the Commission decided to provisionally suspend Mr. Nair with immediate effect pending the final, finalization of an inquiry into his fitness to hold office as magistrate, and in terms of the act, has submitted a report for consideration by Parliament. Honorable Chair, having considered the report tabled on the 25th of February 2020 by the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services on the provisional suspension from office of Mr. D. Nair, pending the outcome of an investigation into his fitness to hold the office of magistrate the committee recommends that the National Council of Provinces confirm Mr. D. Nair's provisional suspension from the Office of Magistrate. Honorable Chair, I thank you. Thank you very much. The honorable members uh, conclude the, the debate, uh, but I shall now allow provinces the opportunity to make their declarations of vote uh, on the second order in terms of Rule 71 if they so wish. Please, members, be remind, reminded that uh, the, a declaration uh, should not take more than three minutes. Uh, is there anyone who wants to make a declaration?
on the second order. Any indication of anyone wanting to speak? No. Um, we shall now proceed to the voting on the question. And the question is that the report be agreed to. That the report be agreed to. Uh, I now call on the provinces to cast their votes on the second order. And, 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 and therefore, I'm calling on the, upon heads of delegations who must indicate uh, whether they're voting in favor, against, or abstaining. I will go uh, province by province uh, and, and do so alphabetically, starting with the Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape? We're voting in favor. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Voting in favor, thank you very much. Free State? We are voting in favor, Chair. Every state votes in favor. Gauteng? Voting in favor, Chair. Gauteng votes in favor. KwaZulu Natal? KwaZulu Natal, ASEC, Chair. KwaZulu Natal, ASEC. Limpopo? Limpopo supports? Limpopo supports the report. Mpumalanga? Mpumalanga supports. In favor, Chair. Mpumalanga supports. Northern Cape. Work up on our steam the first lag. Northwest. Northwest votes in favor, Chair. Northwest votes in favor. Western Cape. Western Cape support. Western Cape supports. Uh, voting is now closed. Um, and in terms of how the provinces have voted, all nine provinces have voted in favor, and I therefore declare the report adopted uh, in accordance with section 65 of the Constitution. Uh, uh, thank you very much. We'll now move on to um, uh, the third order. Uh, and, 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 and in relation to this, we'll be uh, asking for declaration of, of votes but um, uh, 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 provinces have an opportunity to make the declaration of, 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 of vote on a third order uh, made. Uh, maximum time allocated for declarations is three, is three minutes. Is there any province that, that wishes to make a declaration on this, on, on this point? On this order, the third order. None, I guess. Um, um, and, and that being the, the case, uh, uh, and, and, and that, and that, thing, that being the case, not notification being made, uh, we should move on to uh, voting on the question. Uh, we shall now proceed to voting on the question, and the question is that the report be agreed to. Uh, I now call upon the provinces to cast their votes for the third order. When I, I call upon to do so, heads of delegation must delegations must indicate whether they are voting in favor, against, 
Bob's Day. They will go from province to province and do so alphabetically, starting with the, the Eastern Cape. Eastern, Eastern Cape agrees. Eastern Cape agrees. A free state. Free state agrees. Free state agrees. Kauteng. We agree, Chief. Kauteng agrees. KwaZulu Natal. KwaZulu Natal Yesega. KwaZulu Natal Yesega. Limpopo. Limpopo agrees. Limpopo agrees. Mpumalanga. Mpumalanga agrees. Mpumalanga agrees. Mpumalanga agrees. Northwest. Northwest agrees. Northwest agrees. Western Cape. Western Cape agrees. Western Cape agrees. Voting closed. And in terms of the results, nine provinces. Uh, support uh, and voted in favor of the of the of the report. Uh, I therefore declare the report adopted in accordance with Section 65 of the Constitution. Thank you very much. Uh, we will then move over to the fourth and fifth order. Honourable members, we now proceed to the fourth and fifth orders. Uh, on the other paper, uh, Treaty and Explanatory memorandum, uh, memorandum to the Treaty between the Government of the Republic of South Africa and the Government of the Republic of Bangladesh on extradition and treaty, and the Explanatory Memorandum to the Treaty between the Government of the, of the Republic of South Africa and the government of the Republic of Bangladesh uh, on mutual assistance in criminal matters. Uh, now, I now call upon Honorable Sheikh, the chairperson of the Select Committee on Security and Justice, to present the report. Malibongwe! 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 Once again, um... Thank you and good afternoon, Honorable Chairperson uh, and Honorable Members. Um, Honorable Chairperson, on the 30th of January 2020, the Extradition Treaty and the Treaty on Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters between South Africa and Bangladesh were referred to the Committee for Consideration and Report. The Committee was briefed on both treaties on the 11th of March 2020. Section 231, subsection 2 of the Constitution provides that an international agreement not only becomes, that an international agreement only becomes binding after it has been approved by resolution in both the National Assembly and the National Council of Provinces. Furthermore, Section 2, subsection 3A of the Extradition Act provides that no agreement is of any force unless it is ratified by Parliament. In the case of mutual legal assistance, Section 27, Subsection 2 of the International Cooperation in Criminal Matters Act 1996 contains a similar provision. At present, 
no extradition, extradition treaty or treaty for mutual legal assistance exists between South Africa and Bangladesh. The treaties, however, were preceded by a declaration of intent that was concluded between the countries in 1997. Extradition is a physical surrender of an accused or convicted individual to the state where he or she is accused or convicted of a crime by the state in, in whose territory he or she happens to be. However, a legal process is needed so that the state in which the crime took place can request another state to hand over a person accused or convicted of committing a crime to it. Mutual legal assistance between states becomes necessary in the context of transnational crime. As with no agreement in place, it is often difficult to investigate and prosecute crime if the suspects, key evidence, witnesses, and experts or the proceeds of the crime do not fall under the authority of the state concerned. Section 2, subsection 1, 1A of the Extradition Act 1962 empowers the president to enter into an agreement with any foreign state providing for the surrender on a reciprocal basis of persons accused or convicted of committing an extraditable or specified offense within the jurisdiction of the Republic or the foreign state. In respect of the provision of mutual legal assistance, section 27, subsection one of the International Cooperation in Criminal Matters Act 1996 empowers the president similarly. President Ramaphosa authorized the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services to sign the treaties on behalf of the government of South Africa. The minister signed both treaties on the 1st of October, 2019 in Dhaka, Bangladesh. Honorable Chairperson, the committee, having considered the request that Parliament approves the ratification of extradition treaty between the government of the Republic of South Africa and the government of the People's Republic of Bangladesh, signed on the 1st of October 2019, recommends that the National Council of Province approves the ratification of the treaty in, in terms of Section 231, Subsection 2 of the Constitution, 1996. Honorable Chair, the committee, having considered the request that Parliament approves the ratification of the Treaty on Mutual Legal Assistance in criminal matters between the Government of the Republic of South Africa and the Government of the People's Republic of Bangladesh, signed on the 1st of October 2019, recommends that the National Council of Provinces approves the ratification of the Treaty in terms of Section 231, Subsection 2 of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa. I thank the Honourable Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Scheid. Um, uh, that honorable members conclude the debate. I shall now allow provinces the opportunity to make the titillation of votes uh, on the fourth order in terms of Rule 771, if they so wish. Uh, again, titillation should not exceed more than uh, three minutes. Um, is there anyone who wants to speak? Any province wishing to make a declaration? None, Chair. None. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we shall now proceed to the voting on the question. And the question is that the report be agreed to. Uh, I now call upon the head of delegation to cast their votes uh, on the fourth order. When called upon, heads of delegation must indicate whether they vote in favor 
against to abstain. We'll do so province by province and do so in alphabetical order. Let's start with the Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape supports, Chair. Eastern Cape supports. Thank you very much, Premier. Free State. Free State supports, Chair. Free State supports. Kauteng. Kauteng supports, Chair. Kauteng supports with the many voices and so on. Unison. Yes, Kaios. Yeah, good support. Kwazulu Natale and Nafiz. Kwazulu Natale and Limpopo. Limpopo supports. Limpopo supports. Mpumalanga. Mpumalanga supports. Mpumalanga supports. Thank you very much. Northern Cape. Northern Cape supports. Northern Cape supports. Northwest. Northwest supports. Northwest supports. Western Cape. Western Cape support. Western Cape supports. Both have been closed. We will now look at how the province has voted. Nine out of nine have voted in favor of the report. I therefore declare the report adopted in accordance with the Section 65 of the Constitution. Thank you very much. We'll move to the next uh, 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 order. Uh, 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 We shall move to the next order. Uh, please bear with me. Yeah. Uh, Uh, there's no orders anymore. It's been <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I guess there's there's no order anymore. Uh, and that being the the fifth order. The fifth order. Thank you very much, uh, Deputy Chair. Uh, uh, Let's look at the, the fifth order, uh, members. Uh, are there members wishing to make a declaration on the fifth order? Having done Bangladesh, we'll do the, the remaining part. Uh, anyone wishing to make a, a declaration? None. Uh, we shall now proceed to voting on the question. And the question is that the report be agreed to. Uh, I now call on uh, provinces to cast their votes on the fifth order. And when called upon to do so, heads of delegation must indicate whether they vote in favor, against, or abstain. 
will do so in alphabetical order, going province by province. Let's start with the Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape supports, Chair. Eastern Cape, Eastern Cape supports Free State. Free State supports, Chair. Free State supports, thank you very much. Kauteng. Kauteng supports, Chair. Kauteng supports, KwaZulu Natal. KwaZulu Natal, yes, Chair. KwaZulu Natal, yes, Limpopo. Limpopo supports. Limpopo supports, Mpumalanga. Ekhas. Northern Cape supports. Northern Cape supports. Northwest. Northwest Radumalana, chair. Northwest Radumalana, let it report. Western Cape. Western Cape supports. Western Cape supports. We're now closing uh, the, the, the voting. Uh, now that voting is closed, uh, 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 let us indicate the results. The results are at all nine out of nine provinces uh, have voted in favor of the report. I therefore declare that, the, that the, this report is adopted uh, in accordance with Section 65 of the, of the Constitution. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, we, we are now at a point, honorable members, where uh, we are about to adjourn uh, 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 to end our meeting and adjourn the, the House. So without any, any waste of time, uh, seeing that there's no other, other business, uh, this concludes the business of the day, and the house is adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.